Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. I get that pioneer days, like people had to like fight off a bear while washing their clothes in a, on a rock in the river and like they don't want to hear my cold laundry room story. What fresh hell. Laughing in the face of motherhood. I try to do that and that has made a big difference in our after school relationships. With Margaret Abels and Amy Wilson. This is a this is a time honored but but um, obvious one from Anne Marie. You make your lunches the night before. A podcast that solves today's parenting dilemmas, so you don't have to. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the What Fresh Hell podcast. This is Margaret, and this is Amy, and this week we're talking about small changes, big difference. I like this topic. I love so this topic much. Little things you can change that are going to pay big dividends. And of course, we went to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash what fresh hellcast. And we asked you guys, what's a small change that you've made that's made a big difference in your life? And we got such good advice. God, there were so many. A lot of it I was kicking myself because my my oldest, my youngest rather, is six right now. And I miss some of these in the baby phase. But turn a friend on. If you have a friend with a newborn baby, tag them on Facebook and tell them to listen to this episode because I'm kicking myself for some of these. I'm like, why didn't I think of that? Right. A lot of feedback on all of our favorite topic, the laundry. Laundry. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, this is my I'm implementing. I actually have on my list this week to go and get a little bin for each kid because Kara, no sort, one load for each kid, cold water wash, all colors and together, whole basket goes to one kid. No checking tags to figure out who it belongs to. Doing laundry by kid versus doing all the laundry together is genius. It's genius. And and my kids have their own hampers in their room and I still mix it all up because I put the brights and the darks and that and and, right. and being what? told that I've been living as a savage this whole time when I could have just been doing one kid's laundry and then the next kid's laundry. Well, I just think the idea of like one kid, one load. Right. It, it's we're not living in a world anymore where your socks come out pink. It's fine. Just throw it all in together. I have a little bit of an issue because I live in an apartment. So my washer and dryer are pretty small. But actually, now that I'm saying that, that's even it's even, it better. even better. Yeah. Right. Lean in, Amy. Lean right, exactly. in. Lean into my tiny washer. Uh, you know, Jennifer says it's good. She does the same thing. And then the basket goes back in their room and then they can put it away. And it's all their clothes. 
I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm, this, this week, is... I'm transferring to this system. And I feel like, because my life is like, oh, a tiny t-shirt belongs to the girl. Oh, sweatshirt belongs to the boy. Like the sorting. And then do I put it in three different baskets to bring it upstairs? And I've got, and then I'm in the boy's room with a pair of pink socks. Like one basket, one kid. Guys, this, why this... didn't I think of this? It goes to another problem that you and I both have, which are the boys that are close in age and the hand-me-downs and everything. And so do you hold up each shirt and like, does this... Is this Seamus's now or does this still belong to Connor? Right. I can't remember whose whose shirt is whose when I mix them all up. And I'm spending like 15 minutes scratching my head as to whose pair of underwear this is. And this is so useful. Kara says that she uses alternate types of underwear for her boys that are close in age. Now my kids are getting into the phase where any underwear fits anybody. But yeah. I'm kicking myself that I didn't do this in the toddler phase. One wears boxers, one wears briefs. That would have been a really smart idea. I have done like one has the Under Armour underwear and one has the Gap underwear, but then it all, and you're right, it all gets mixed up and it kind of doesn't matter, but but why not make it really easy on yourself and they have different, they have different underwear. And I will say, I know Kara in real life and she has, I'm going to say three or four or four or five boys. When you're in that kind of land, you better have a system for the underwear because your entire life will just be sorting underwear otherwise. How many different types of underwear are there? Does she have that's enough? That's a good... Well, maybe she does it by color or like... Oh, that's um, why she says alternate. So it's like yeah, exactly. five-year-old boxer, boxer four-year-old briefs, briefs three-year-old right. boxer. <laughs> Kara, you got a world of problems over there. Wow. Uh, well, I recently... We just have like... We have hand-me-down underwear. We, have, we still have the cartoon character underwear and my kids are now seven and nine. And the other day I went to hand my seven-year-old some underwear and it had Thomas the Tank Engine on it. And he acted like I had just handed him like a ball gown to where he was just like, he was bald. <laughs> He's like, mom, mom, like what kind of self-respecting seven-year-old? And they were also probably way too small. So that's another laundry tip. That's a small change, big difference that I've made in my own life. I keep in the laundry room now a giveaway pile. Oh. A giveaway box. And so as I'm pulling stuff out of the laundry or folding it, stuff goes into the giveaway or garbage pile. Yeah. And so you don't fold stuff up and think, I don't think anyone's worn this in months, but I, I don't, I can't deal with a giveaway pile right now. Right. Just so always here it goes one. back in the drawer. Yeah. That's the time to get rid of the stuff that's no longer in use is while you're do it, folding the laundry. Well, now that you say folding, it, it leads us to our, our next uh, small change, big difference, which kind of blows my mind, but I want to I want to unpack this a little bit. Mandy says she doesn't fold. No fold. She says everyone has a top and a bottom bin. So they have two bins, I guess. One for the tops, one for the bottom. And after the laundry, it just goes into the correct bin. I guess not folded. It just goes back in. And then when it's time yeah. to get dressed, you just pull something out. Well, listen. Mandy's blowing our minds right now because yeah. I know for you, Mandy might as well have just said like, we eat with our feet. Like she's just like, this is a world that you cannot even imagine not folding clothes. But our kids wear t-shirts and like stretchy pants every day, right? Like my daughter, especially, there is really no point in folding her clothes. They just, no matter what, they look fine. But I don't, I can't mentally bring myself not to fold them. Yeah, I'm not, I am not judging Mandy. I'm more just like, wait a minute, that's a thing you can do. I'm, I'm, I'm very right. curious. No fold. I, Listen, I, yeah. that would be a small change that would make a huge difference in my life. But I just don't think I can mentally do it. There's something about the disorder of unfolded clothes that would make me 
crazy. And I know for you, you wouldn't survive for two, 25 minutes. <laughs> My kids wear uniforms to school and they're not supposed to be rumpled. But like for like rumpled. summertime, rumpled won't do. But no. But in the summertime, sure, they don't. You're right. They don't care. And and half of the boys clothes are that like performance fabric stuff that. But that's what wrinkle. I'm saying. All clothes now are performance fabric, basically. Like it's not fine. If you have a white collared shirt, you have to do something with that to make it look good. But 90% of what my kids wear is some sort of acrylic that like if it was in a ball on the floor and you picked it up, it would look the same as if you neatly folded it. Yeah. And maybe better because it wouldn't have crease marks. All right. But listen, I'm not going there. Summertime rule for me, but I'm not going there. It's Amy. Please don't act like you're not going to fall close. (laughs) That's never going to happen. Iron on name tags. Yeah, Julie says this. I I I I have name tags. Not even the iron on. You can buy from um, Mabel's labels. I buy. They they just stick in and they stay on in the washer dryer. They're stickers, so you don't even have to iron because it makes it easier for. I like them because it makes it easier for other people to sort the laundry. Although I guess I'm not sorting anymore. My, you know, like if I try to get my kids to sort the laundry, well, I don't know where this stuff belongs to. Well, everything has a name tag in it. So just look. Uh, yeah. So I'm with you, Julie. Bren has uh, the note, which is a life changer. And it's a, it's a, it's a possibly expensive small change, but moving the washer dryer to the floor that you live on up from the basement. So when we lived in LA, we had in LA, a lot of people convert their garages to like these little, like a studio apartment rather than driving their car into it because it's nice outside. So you don't really need to cover your car. So we had a garage that was converted into a back, like they call it a mother-in-law apartment. And that's where our laundry was. And I, so I would have to walk out the back door of our house, walk across the lawn and into another structure in order to do the laundry. And it was ruining my life. Like it was my whole life was like, and then it would be raining and I'd be coming back and socks are falling in the mud. And it was with three kids under four, it was the thing that was breaking me. And I finally sat my husband down one night and I was like, I know we probably cannot afford it, but I get the credit card out. Let's go on Craigslist and get a washer dryer. We had hookups in the kitchen, but we didn't have a washer dryer there. And we went on Craigslist and for like maybe $600, we got stinky. I had to bleach it all out and stuff. Washer dryer set. It changed my life. It was such a, the walking across the muddy lawn with the laundry. And then I would have to leave the kids in the house and I'd be in the back house and what are they doing? And sometimes it's easy to say, and it involves spending money, but if you can do it, that was a lifesaver for me. In our uh, apartment, you know, our washer dryer, we have a washer dryer in our apartment, which is not a foregone conclusion in New York, right? Right. It's, it's yeah, a tiny you're not one, but hiking to the basement with quarters or the laundromat down the block or whatever. Um, but, and it's on the same, uh, you know, we're all, all on the one level. And so the bedrooms are right near the washer dryer. And I think when you do that too, it just makes it, just makes it easy to sort of throw in a load on a Tuesday. You don't get into this habit of it's laundry day and there are eight loads of laundry to do. You kind of just do, you kind of are, always have a load going and it makes it it makes it less onerous for me at least to always, sort of always have some laundry like one a day and then it's then there's never a big big job to do i will say though the basement our laundry's in the basement down by the garage we live on the east coast it gets cold it's particularly cold down in the laundry room and although it, it seems like such a small thing like i get that like pioneer days like people had to like fight off a bear while washing their clothes in a, on a rock in the river and like they don't want to hear my cold laundry room story but there is for me a mental block to like i don't want to go down in the dark cold basement and do laundry (laughs) 
And having it, if I had laundry up, up like near the kitchen, it would be a lot nicer. But the problem with we, the, when we had laundry in the kitchen in LA, then the problem is like you've got dirty laundry clothes in the kitchen. <laughs> where your food is. I mean, laundry is horrible. Like, let's all just become nudists. That would be a small change that would make a big difference in my life. Just wear dirty clothes. That's the other the other change. Dirty unfolded clothes. Everyone, we do that already. Um, this is a sort of subset of laundry, but it was so um, vast that it has its own whole entire section. And this okay. is socks, just socks. We got, we, got <laughs> we didn't more. even realize how much socks was the bane of everyone's existence until like 96 people had tips about socks. Just We should have just said, what's a small change, big difference about socks that you can tell us? Because because at least uh, probably like a third of the tips we received were about socks. So are Wait, you ready to move Nancy to Nancy Wilson section? your mom? Yes, we are bringing okay. it. I love my this because, like, again, tip. like my friend Kara, she has six kids. And so, again, like some of these tips, you're like, these these ladies with five, six, seven kids, they're, they're not fooling around. Yeah. So this is a tip from my mom. She would she would and still does. She has you take like an old detergent cap, you know, like the top of the detergent when you pour you measure it out. But you but you get one every time you get a new detergent. And she would just stick a bunch of safety pins in there. And she before washing socks, pins them together so that you're never trying to pair socks. And there's also no more lost socks because they're safety pinned together. Now, she did try. She did try to establish a rule when when there were many of us living in the house that we were supposed to safety pin our own socks before putting them in the laundry. But yeah, you know, that went. So, but she safety pins the socks. And I was doing this for a while and I've lost my way. And I got to say, mom, I am... I am reinstituting this rule because you end up, you just end up with like 18 orphan socks. Don't this say the safety pins don't get rusty? No. Huh. It's, I don't know. This seems, I love your mom. God bless you, Nancy Wilson. But this does seem bonkers to me. It seems like all I need is one more thing to do with the laundry, but I get that it's maybe work up front and it pays off on the back end. Well, that's right. It's the same difference. You're, you're either, you're either finding and pairing the socks back up at the end or you're pinning them together at the beginning. We have moved kind of accidentally. This is going to make, this is going to drive you crazy. We have moved to giant bucket of socks and you just go in giant bucket of socks and you pick, find some socks. There's one giant bucket of socks. Are they paired socks? Or are oh they no, just socks? they're just random socks. Oh my so God. if you want pairs, you can go in and find a pair. <laughs> it came from, it was just basically the, at laundry time, we would put the socks in giant bucket of socks with the idea that they would get paired later. But then, of course, they never got paired later. And so then we just would, people would just go through it and find socks in giant bucket of socks. And my six-year-old refuses to wear matching socks on principle. And so she likes giant bucket of socks because she just picks her favorite two socks. And so we're just living in the world of giant bucket of socks. Well, that's sort of where Gretchen lives as well. Gretchen takes it a step farther, which is that she has, she has two boys and she figured out that everybody just wears all the same kind of sock. All white socks, all the same brand. It doesn't matter. There is no pairing them up. There are no lost socks. I mean, there are lost socks, but who She's cares? She's just giant bucket of white socks. It's any giant two bucket you take of, or... Yes, any two you take will match. The problem for me with the all white sock thing is that I cannot pull the lever on throwing away the socks like oh. you would have to just really commit to starting from scratch which i don't i don't have it in me to do i do once in a while declare sock 
bankruptcy. Like on the on the mismatch socks, don't you about every six months say like, oh well, and just throw away fifteen socks, or do you just get? I guess that's what you've been of. I don't know the sock avalanche. I, I gotta. It's been a socks, and so yeah, <laughs> I I feel like we we might do well to just abandon all hope and start again. Just, I think it's fine. Sometimes a fresh start with all white socks or Jennifer says two boys, one wears white socks, one wears black socks. So at least there's no question and they're, and they're all the same type. So again, it's easier to pair them up and there's no question of who they belong to. I don't really care about like a better idea than what I'm doing. We all do wear each other's socks. I feel like I don't care. Right. Yeah. No one cares. Although. Yeah. I, do I mean, care my daughter matching. has a whole thing with socks. Now socks are like a big part of her wardrobe, like these crazy like cat face knee hide socks. But she doesn't like matching socks. So she always just has a pile of socks. Right. So that's our other option is just go to any two socks will do. Yeah, that's kind of where we're leaning. But I think I need to have a long, dark night of the sock soul <laughs> and ask myself some hard questions about <laughs> where we are with the socks and start again. Ariel gives a sock tip that I'm I'm. Not sure I totally get. She says she only buys the plain socks, but with the size on them so she can check the size on each sock and make sure that it's for the correct person. But I think maybe just do the plain socks with and don't care what's, I mean. What size they are. I feel like socks have become the bane of my existence. And my husband has, I'm going to assume, 48,000 pairs of black socks that all are slightly different. That's not great. We'll see that maybe he should pin them together because uh, oh otherwise God. there's no way I'm introducing safety pins into the mix at this point. I do outsource. Um, I might bring the safety pins back. It's my other my other thing that I do is just outsource it. I just make I just make the kids do it. I just can't. I mean, I'll fold clothes and stuff I'm like you guys figure out the socks when they're little. I'm like, you get a nickel for each pair that you match up. And now I'm just like, do you, it yourself. You live in our It'll house, match these socks. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'll, I'll get us to this point and then you have to do the socks. Uh, 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 socks are terrible. Socks are the bane of our existence. Should we move on to car tips? Please. We have some good. I thought these were some great things. Small changes for the car. I'm going to start with my own, which is not on this list. OK. For littler kids. This was a, one of those tips where I was like, this is actually genius. Tape your phone number to the back of your headrest where your kid looks at and your kid will know your phone number by the time oh. they're like four or five years old. All my kids, like I still, I'll ask like second, third, fourth graders, like I'll take a picture of someone and be like, oh, what's your mom's phone number? And they don't know their phone number. And it is, it's, it's a long number to memorize. Tape your phone number to the seat that your kid stares at. I love that. All my kids knew my phone number by the time they were in kindergarten. I'm going to put times tables back there. Like just you one know at a time. <laughs> just one at a time. Just eight by times the three. time we get to Florida from New York, you will know five times six. <laughs> But it's not bad. Times tables are not bad. The only problem is I have a car sicker. And so um, it can't be too much to read. It can't be too much to read. So so Mary to that end. Speaking of. Yeah. Mary keeps plastic grocery bags in the van at all times. So do I, Mary, in case anybody has an upset I'm going to one up all you guys because I have a real vomiter. Every time you fly, get six air sickness bags. Just pick them up. Because an air sickness bag is made for this par- purpose. Mm-hmm. They're sealable. Like it's made for vomit. And so whenever we fly, I'm like, everyone grab three air sickness bags. So in our car, in in the backseat of every car, there's air sickness bags. So I'm so going if someone to, yeah. pukes, you can fold them up and seal them. Unlike a plastic bag, which is like leaky and disgusting. Here's my problem with that. I have go been ahead. on the plane. My daughter has been about to get sick. She also is a very sick traveler. And I go to find the air sickness bag 
and Margaret Abels and her family have just flown on the same flight Correct. before me, and there are no air sickness bags in the entire row. That's right. Sorry. So that's my problem. When you get on, if you really have a kid who vomits <laughs> on the plane like me, when you get on, you're like, hi. The kids are like, can we say hi to the pilot? And I'm like, hi, flight attendant. I will be needing 10 air sickness bags. And they give them to you before you even sit down. But you are right. Don't get caught without an air sickness bag. But air sickness bags, and you can also order them on Amazon. I'm saying I know this really? for a friend. Uh, yeah. Listen, when I say I have a vomiter, and I'm also a vomiter. So I think a lot about vomit, and I have a lot of solutions in this realm. I'm a big proponent of the Ziploc bag as you know, and I always take those with me when I travel. And I do, you're right, the plastic grocery bag thing, they can get a little leaky. Um, but the, but a Ziploc, I find, to like the air sickness bag, to be uh, quite sturdily built for lack of leaks. Moments for moments like these. But whatever you whatever you do, Mary said, and she's right, like stick it in, stick it in those, most of these cars now have behind the driver and passenger seat. Yeah. Like sort of, you know, a, a sleeve, a basket, just like, yeah, just like a seat back bag in a, on an airplane and you stick them in there so they are always ready to access it. I also have in the car a roll of paper towels and like a thing of those Clorox wipes. I keep that in the car too for... Can't hurt. For a little extra. <laughs> for those special times. Those extra special times. Colleen says extra jacket sweatshirts in the car. If you're East Coast, well, even like San Francisco is like this though. Actually, most places are like this. Uh, change sweatshirts, always good to have in the car. Yeah, that, I, that never occurred to me. Why not? Why not have a, have a set of my kids have like all of eighteen sweatshirts? Just put yeah. a set in the car and umbrellas. I do. I do try to keep at least one umbrella in the car, other than you, then you take it in the house and forget. But you never know when you're going to need it. Why not have it? Uh, snack bags, extra water bottles. Says Jennifer. No more expensive drive-through meals because the kids are starving. Right. We we drive short short. We don't have this a lot. I'm I don't gonna, know. I'm gonna We're take not big car on, snackers um, because I feel like I don't get in the car unless I'm, I'm taking a big car trip with my daughter today, and we're going to bring Ziploc bags and we're going to bring snacks. This is a good idea, so you don't have to stop or get off or have whiners or you have something to go. Yeah, and I will say I do do this. This is sort of my small change, big difference. Um, when I pick my kids up from school. They're, you know, they're ravenous. They're like, it's like that Snickers ad when Marsha right. Brady looks like uh, <laughs> the Hulk, the guy yeah. from Reservoir Dogs or whatever. Yeah, that's how they are. And when when you say like, um, I'll take you for a snack. What do you want to get? Do you want to get this? And they're, they're like, they, they can't answer that question. Right. right. They're, they're too they're, upset. They're too, the blood sugar has crashed and you just sort of show up with a snack and hand it to them. I'll try to do that. And that has made a big difference in our after school relationships. That is an overall small change, big difference. I instituted a rule that nothing happens in our house until you have an after school snack because it's easy to forget it and you end up with like these monstrous crying shaking kids at four o'clock and you're like why do you have such horrible personalities and then you realize oh everyone's just hungry and cranky so just the minute they walk in the door it's snack time yeah nothing yeah. else happens and isn't that funny how you have to have that realization as a parent over and over again like why is this kid being such a nightmare oh they're hungry. Right, they're hungry. And it doesn't matter how old they are. They don't always seem to know it. No, they never know it. Yeah. They never know it. I know. I mean, I we've started having like my sons have peanut butter and jelly sandwiches when they come in, you know, and it's it's a pretty big snack and they're they still eat dinner. But that's a tough time. If they don't get it, they're they're starving and, and miserable. That seems like a good place to break. Yes. I agree. Yeah. And when um, we come back, we got more tips. More small changes, more big differences. 
Margaret, I've got a go-to baby shower gift that I give whenever there's another newborn in my life. Can you guess what it is? Amy, three guesses. First two don't count. It's Pampers Swaddlers. Exactly. Pampers Swaddlers keep baby skin dry, happy, and healthy. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better than the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance, hypoallergenic, and free of parabens and latex. Try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes are five times stronger, gripping mess more firmly, shall we say, and making diaper changes a breeze. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Then redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers cash has no cash value. Margaret, I've been at the research again, looking into metabolic health and more importantly, metabolic flexibility, which turns out is the key to improved energy levels, better sleep, better fitness, all the things. And I found out about all this because we got a chance to try Lumen, the first handheld device that helps you manage your metabolic health. Lumen works when you breathe into it. If you do that first thing in the morning or after a workout, Lumen measures your metabolism by measuring the amount of carbon dioxide in your breath. It's science, people. That lets you see exactly what's going on in your body in real time. Then you use Lumen's app to get tailored guidance to improve your sleep, your nutrition, even stress management. If you're interested in figuring out the effects of different sorts of foods on your body, Lumen is a really cool way to see what's actually happening as your body burns different fuel sources. If you want to take the next step in improving your health, go to lumen.me and use Fresh to get $100 off your Lumen. That is L-U-M-E-N dot M-E. Lumen.me and use the code Fresh at checkout for $100 off. Thank you, Lumen, for sponsoring this episode. Amy, you know me well enough to know that my daily power breakfast is... Toast with peanut butter on top. Toast with peanut butter. It's also, by the way, one of my favorite power breakfasts. We agree on that thing. We were recently together and we shared some toast with peanut butter. And I'm going to tell you, we used Hero Bread. It adds even more protein and fiber to that combo without adding any more sugar. Hero Bread has remade the carby, empty calorie bread products into versions that include no net carbs, zero gram sugar, and fewer calories, plus more protein and fiber while still being super fluffy and delicious. I was not sure that that particular combination was going to be possible, but Hero Bread has figured it out. Yeah, this is one I'm glad they let us try. It's like, it really tastes good. I've been trying to add more protein to my diet, and I would have thought that a hamburger rolls was not the place to do that, Amy. <laughs> but all of Hero Bread's products, from rolls to tortillas to croissants, we please, offer protein and fiber, zero to one grams of net carbs and zero grams of sugar. Start your Hero Bread bundle on their website and get 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use the code motherhood at checkout. I like this bread, people. It's H-E-R-O dot C-O and code motherhood for 10% off your order of Hero Bread. Okay, we're back. Shall we talk about... Did you have a snack while we were away? I did. Because you were getting very cranky. I was really getting intolerant with your ideas. I think we should move on to house organization. We got some good ones. If we must. If we must. Yeah, this is a lot of good, a lot of good suggestions here. Hannah starts us off with command hooks. Yeah, the like the little 3M 
they, they have a peel off back and you can just yeah. stick them to walls and things. Yeah. Those are great. Kid level. That's the key. Backpacks, snow bibs, everything. Kid level is, is what Hannah is bringing to this conversation. Because when we moved into our house, I went and got, I think at Lowe's, like these like locker things where you walk in and that's made a big difference. And everybody's got their own one. And that's where the backpacks, the kids like really like Robux. They walk in our front door and they hang their backpacks on the hook. Like we're never looking for backpacks. Everybody's got a base and they're trained to stick stuff there. They have to be able to reach it so they can do it themselves. Yeah. I think, I think the key, and the people have said this in, in a bunch of different ways in these tips is like keep the, as things come into the house, they have a place that they go so that when you leave the house, the things are in that place, right? You right. Mary says the same that, thing, found old lockers and put them in the garage. Like whatever the system is, the kids have ownership of it. It happens right when you walk in the door. Jennifer says, every time we enter the house, I say, put your shoes where shoes go. It works 35 to 37% of the time. <laughs> Listen, those percentages are not to be nice. not to be snickered at, Jennifer. Well done. <laughs> put your shoes where and, shoes go. And Christy keeps a shoe rack in the garage that the shoes stay outside the door in the garage in the first place. They don't even come inside. The shoes are next to the car. No one goes back in the house searching everywhere for shoes. And it is a good idea. It's solid. I like it. It's good for your house. Good for your carpets. Mary has an idea that I've really adopted. A bin for shoes and socks left all over. I think she means like several different bins. And then your child brings them to the appropriate bedroom. So when we lived in LA, we had a single story, two bedroom house, 900 square feet. Like it was very small. We moved to New York and we have like a 2000 square foot house with an upstairs and a downstairs. When we first, the first six months we moved, I was like up and down the stairs 4,000 times a day. Like, oh, someone left their lovey downstairs. You know, they come down with their blankets on. It's cold. They, then the blankets are downstairs. I'm bringing them back. up, And I finally put boxes at the bottom of the stairs and everything goes in the box. And then when they go upstairs, I'm like, bring the box and put the stuff back away. Things are going up and down and up and down, but it's not one at a time. This was a this was, that was a rule of my dad's that you should never go up the stairs or down the stairs empty handed. handed. Yeah, uh, of course we all did, but but and now I'm trying to get that going in my house. There's always yeah, I kind of have a step for each kid. Well, that's the thing. I mean, our life was like your stuff is on the steps. Don't walk by it. Bring it back upstairs. It is a good place. Good rule of thumb. If you can't find it, maybe it's on the steps. Yeah, it means this is due to go upstairs. So I just have a bin at the bottom of the steps and that's how stuff moves back and forth. And the other, the bin system has been a game changer for me in general. We have bins under the TV. You know, our TV in the living room has three, like those targety kind of wooden baskets underneath it. And the system is everything goes in the basket and then the room is clean and then the baskets get sorted at a later date yeah. or never. That's that's the right. Exactly. That's There's the always ish. like the basket always has that layer of like crumbs and Legos on the bottom. That's just like the randomness. Well, here's here's my small change. Big difference. You know, when, when I when I'm trying to get the house cleaned up, doing a little bit of a back to one. Right. Somebody's coming over. I have company coming on Sunday night. Um, I grab a laundry basket. And I move from one, I start at one end of, of my house and anything that doesn't belong in the room that I'm in, it's a shoe, it's a napkin, it's a fork, whatever, it goes in the laundry basket. And then that room is done. And then I go to the next room and anything in the laundry basket that belongs in this room, I now have it with me to put away. That's all that goes in the laundry basket. If you really don't have time, then just fill the laundry basket and, and stick it in a closet. But ideally you're, you're moving with everything that belongs in any room 
into the room where it might belong as you go. And I found that that's that helps solid. me. We always end up with that with the car. Like we'll have, oh, you know, Nana's coming and we got to go to the airport. And the car is like a rolling garbage bin slash storage area slash <laughs> shoe repository. And I'll go out and I'll fill a reusable bag with everything from the car. And then that reusable bag sits on a hook in our front hallway for approximately 16 to 24 months. Mm-hmm. And then eventually I'll go and be like, oh, there's Peggy's left shoe from kindergarten. Mm-hmm. That would have been nice there to have <laughs> now that she's in seventh grade. <laughs> yeah, you do have to All eventually s- empty There's them. No, no such thing as a foolproof system, guys. Um, let's move on to the bathroom. We have some good bathroom tips. Okay. Sarah says that she uses those, these hooks. I think I think really we should get them to sponsor right. this podcast. Why is it 3M? Throw us a sponsorship. I'm on it. Like we're I'm basically, it, yeah, come on. So she she puts the hooks down at her kids' level and she hangs loofahs on them. Those like in the shower things in the shower, right? So that the kids hang them back up and she doesn't have to deal with washcloths. I'm like, yeah, like washcloths. Did you ever have somebody come to visit you? I, I we do not use say, washcloths. For the record, I was going to say, who? What is a washcloth? Once in a while, I'll have you know somebody come to stay with us. I'm like, do you have a washcloth? And I'm like, a washcloth. <laughs> Who are you? (laughs) A Victorian princess? But we do have... uh, Let me get you a nosegay while we're at it. Like, who (laughs) uses a washcloth? I don't know. We don't even use loofahs. It's just a free-for-all up there. Do you just put body wash on your hand? I mean, it's not me. It's my kids. Yeah, but I just put... I don't use a washcloth. I have hands. Yeah, I use the loofah because it gets nice and bubbly. It's good stuff. Oh, I don't know. I'm going to give it a shot, Margaret. You're going to love it. I I, I mean, we always had those like weird, they're like the plastic like ball things. Yes. I'm not into that. (laughs) It's not my jam, guys. I don't want a loofah. Sarah also says that you keep, this isn't even limited to the bathroom, although she mentions it for the bathroom. You put the bags for the the little bathroom garbage. You put the little bags that go inside that trash bag at the bottom so that when you pull out the bag of garbage, there's another bag already there. Yep. Solid. Solid as a rock. Got to do that. And Kara says she puts Lysol wipes in every bathroom, which I I do. I have done that also. Just keep them, keep them right there. So there's, yeah. So that somebody might, somebody besides you might take the initiative to wipe down the sink when there's toothpaste all over it, or maybe they won't, but at least the possibility is there. Oh, the world is full of possibilities that will never come to fruition. (laughs) Like a child using a Lysol wipe, (laughs) but couldn't hurt to try. Jennifer, this isn't all the same Jennifer, by the way. We have lots of Jennifers. No, we live in a, we are in an age where everybody's named Jennifer. We're in a world of Jennifers. Um, this Jennifer keeps regular sized trash bags in the upstairs closet, which is like, it's just kind of like the Lysol wipes in every bathroom. Keep, keep the cleaning supplies near where you need them so it isn't like, oh, I really should grab a trash bag right, for that. Who wants and to haul that? Three hours from now, I will have forgotten. Right. Yeah. It's, it's right there. It makes it easier to do when you have to go to the kitchen or to the supply closet in the basement to get something. Yeah. And Holly has a similar tip vacuum for the basement and one for the main level. I mean, we don't have it, but we have a, 96,000 pound vacuum that I'm just always like, uh, there's no way I'm bringing that upstairs. <laughs> Although I will say the last snow day, this is a small change, big difference. I said I was upstairs helping the boys clean their room and I realized the vacuum was in the basement and I was like, boys, I have a challenge for you. You two need to work together to figure out how to get the vacuum upstairs. And the two of them went down to the basement and brought the vacuum up two stories to the bedroom and... I'll put a picture up because it was really cute and they did a good job. 
And I'm sure that they had to think it took it took a while, huh? They had to really think about it. Oh, I mean, I was hearing it and it was so funny. I should have taped it. It was like would have been a podcast in and of itself. Like, ow, you're dropping it on my foot. Wait, pull that side. <laughs> but like seven and nine, they figured out how to get that uh vacuum up from the basement. Here's a small change that made a big difference for me. I took my 10-year-old vacuum cleaner to be serviced. Like it was it was oh. it was getting a little louder and a little more like nyang, nyang, when you when you ran it. I needed to do that. And I got it uh I got it serviced. I think it was 50 bucks and I couldn't believe how much how better it, it was. Worked. I need yes. to do that because we got a vacuum for a wedding gift and it's never quite worked right but then if the bag's full then it doesn't work at all and a vacuum that doesn't vacuum is a heartbreaking thing right exactly like we got a really fancy vacuum for our wedding and it's always been like a a little bit of a thorn in my side it needs it probably needs a little professional attention and then it's Mm. going to you're not going to believe it's um i'm taking that tip from you amy wilson i'm doing it do it getting my vacuum cleaner serviced let's move on to some time savers please shelly says she orders groceries online so do I. I need to move to that. I need to move to that. She somebody mentioned Kroger Clicklist because I mean I live I live in a big city where these um, online grocery services are very easy to find and plentiful. I use one called Fresh Direct that I swear by, but it doesn't deliver to every zip code in the United States. But almost every big supermarket chain now has no, a thing no, where they you do can it. right they, you they can order online. I mean, some of them you have to go, but you order, you order online and then you show up and they'll bring the groceries out to you in your car. Already, Even if up. you don't do that, I will say we, I've had a life changer. So I our grocery store has an app and now a lot of grocery stores have them. And this is how my husband actually does the grocery shopping because like it's this easy. It's a two-step process. There's an app where as you walk through the store, you scan the barcode and it charges you for the item. Like it puts the item like in your basket. So it's like you pay... F- you don't actually pay for it, but like you click it and it goes into your, you know, your bill basically. And so it's like, even if it's broccoli, like you weigh it and it goes onto your phone. And then we bought, and I'll put it up on Amazon. Uh, it's like a thing that goes in your grocery cart that's divided shopping bags. And so as you go, you click the item, you you pay for it and you put it in your shopping cart in already divided. It's like green for vegetables, red for meat yellow for like packaged items. And then you just go to the front of the store and you scan your phone and they're like, that's $150. You pay them and you walk out the door. Pretty great. Game changer. Game uh, changer. I see people not doing it and I'm like, guys, if you have a, sm- if you have a smart speaker at home, which, which I know you have a Google home. I have a Google home as well. Oh, yeah. It's um, you can say just while you're cooking, you can say, hey, Google, add olive oil to the shopping list. And it will. And then when you have your app on your phone, if you either go to the store or you open your app to shop online, you can just pull it up and there's everything that you told told the smart speaker that you wanted all ready to go. And then you can just take, you know. My dad is way into that. He loves it. He's like, I, I'll say, oh, dad, at the store, tell Alexa, tell Alexa. Because like, his whole list is on his Alexa. <laughs> okay, these are some school morning time savers which are a bane of our existence as we my this is this is my sister-in-law Diane she has an alarm on her phone we talked about this because you oh, said you we couldn't did. stand this it. This is the ten-minute crazy alarm that goes off. Yeah. yeah, it's the teeth brush shoes on alarm, and it's a crack, 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 and it. But goes. it keeps going until they do it. That's right. That I couldn't. I couldn't handle. But an alarm that goes off ten minutes before that's like your ten-minute warning. What do you, you call it in acting? Um, 
10 minutes to curtain, you yes, know, like yes. you got to be ready. Oh my gosh. I used to try to do that with my, with my kids and I could never really get them to do it. So when, so when, when a stage manager comes around backstage, uh, it, you know, on a, on a Broadway show, whatever. And they say, um, 20 minutes till curtain, this is your 20. And, and then you have to say back, the actors have to say back, thank you 20 or thank you 10 or thank you places when it's plate when it's get in place because the time the show's about to start. And so I I taught I taught that to my kids when they were little. When they were little, it worked. I'd say ten minutes till we leave. They'd say back thank you ten. So I so Aww. I knew that they knew that they had ten minutes left. Of course, now that's like, yeah, oh, that's not on. a that's not a hill I'm <laughs> going to die on. Anything? No. But I think the I think the annoying duck quacking until they actually leave. I mean, I think it's I think the annoying part is the point that like yeah a, no i can see it working but i just i don't need anything more annoying in my life especially in the morning time i'm Dan- very cranky in the mornings danielle says no no tv no electronics in the morning it makes it run more smoothly we went to this system in basically once they started full day school and it's a game changer and it's non-negotiable there are no and then the other payoff of this, no electronics on school days. So you don't have to pull them off of iPads to get them ready for school. And then on Saturdays, they're allowed to wake up and do electronics and you can sleep in. It's a win-win. Yeah, the electronics thing goes away because once they get to be older kids, they just want to sleep until the last second. There's no more of this greeting the dawn and, and putting on Nick Jr. So, uh, yeah. but but yes, when they're little, yes, just just take it away. This is a this is a time-honored but but um, obvious one from Amory. You make your lunches the night before. School lunches the night Don't before. Don't they get soggy though? My kids would complain about soggy sandwiches. My kids eat at the cafeteria. Yeah, so do mine. That's the thing. Like oh, That's the real time-honored <laughs> tradition. There's a small here's change. A, here's a dollar fifty. Go eat a bagel <laughs> with cream cheese and no fruit. Anna says she makes her kids the same lunch every day because they like it and they don't complain and so why would you do anything different? I think that overall is such a good rule to remember, guys. Are you complicating your own life? Watch for that in general mm-hmm. with everything. Like, are you doing stuff that doesn't really matter? Like, I had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich every day for 10 years. It's fine. I eat sushi and fish faces now. Like, it's fine. Just don't, don't overcomplicate yourself. Kids eat breakfast in their pajamas, says Holly. Holly yep. Kids eat breakfast in their pajamas, says Holly, because they still can't seem to eat oatmeal without spilling all over themselves. And then they get dressed in the kitchen to avoid lollygagging, distracted process of going upstairs to get dressed. So we have a little bit of this problem. And this is we're just starting a transition with this, which is my kids. We used to bring their clothes down and have them get dressed. I've said this before. This is the system I found hanging i think they're for shoes technically like they're it's a hanging like accordion thing yeah when i do laundry i'll put clothes for each day of the week going down it and it's like go put your clothes on i'm still with my ages nine seven and six i find if i put the clothes out i used to let them get dressed i used to bring it to the living room and now i'm like my my living room is like Grand Central Station laundry room. And so I'm trying to move it all back up to their own rooms. And with my nine-year-old now, it's like shirt drawer, pant drawer, sock drawer, underwear drawer. Pick one from every category and I don't have to put his clothes out anymore. I, I do agree with the point that once they come downstairs, they shouldn't go back upstairs because then then I don't know what happens up there, but it's not getting ready for school. That's why my, uh, my favorite topic, toothbrush in the downstairs bathroom, was a small change, big difference for us because, yeah, it can they can lose 50 15 minutes up there. I don't, I don't know right. where they go. They go you through the looking they, glass. It's the black hole. Yeah. yeah. Narnia. Yeah. Stephanie, I love this tip from Stephanie. She has three kids under three. God bless you, Stephanie. And she works 
Been and there, Stephanie. You'll she survive. She says her maybe. lifesaver for getting to work on time is getting everything ready for the next day and putting it in the baby's car seat before we go to bed. Everybody's socks, shoes, outfits, the bottle bag, the diaper bag. By the time we go to leave and put the baby in her car seat, it should be empty. That's a clever thought. Clever, clever. I love it. I think in general, like that's a good idea. Like if you've still got a baby, put whatever you can't forget in the car seat because then when the baby's butt goes down, you know you've got it. That's a good <laughs> idea. Solid. I never did it, but that's smart. I just remember that whole thing of like prep the night before. I was so tired. I just, I just, and, and it's by eight o'clock at night. I just couldn't face anything else. I was like, I'd rather do it in the morning. So we had a lot of chaos. Yeah. The night before is, is good if you can do it. it. It's hard. Danielle is raising the game big time. I dress my daughter in her school clothes before she goes to bed. I'm not even ashamed anymore. <laughs> this is like the non-folded clothes. It's a mind blower for you, I'm sure. But no, we do this for flying. Whenever we have to fly, you know, if we have that, like you got to wake up at 4.30 to make a flight, the kids sleep in their clothes. I, I have no problem with this, Danielle. I think it's a great idea. Um, and... As long as they don't get oatmeal on it, I guess. At breakfast I'm having the morning. opposite problem, which is I kind of lose track of the kids at night and they'll come down in the morning and I realize they've never put pajamas on. Like my kids often sleep in their clothes from the day before. <laughs> and for some reason, it just bothers me. And I'm like, you've got to change into pajamas. But again, like they're wearing a T-shirt and elastic waist pants. Like they are in pajamas, basically. It's not like they're sleeping in jeans or something. I don't have a problem with that in the winter. I do have a problem with that, like in the summertime when they've been like rough and tumble bumble yeah, in the grass they're and really stuff. Like, and also yeah, in the sweaty. winter time, I think it's like you don't want to take your clothes off because it's cold. <laughs> I do sometimes go to bed in my clothes in the winter time, but I, w- oh, I don't. I mean, I wouldn't listen, go back I'm to school the next day. I'm throwing stones from a glass house. <laughs> I'm like in. You should see what I'm wearing right now. I'm 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 living the PJ life twenty four seven right now. The P to the J to the L I F A. Amy, I feel like this is the problem with this. We still have like a hundred to get to. We have so many small changes and they're all so good so this is what we're gonna do we're gonna break for this episode we're gonna wrap up and then we're gonna do a small changes big difference part two this is gonna be our first two-part episode i love it what i like about this margaret is that this gives people a chance to uh reflect and after having heard these tips give us their own small changes that made a big difference If you have a small change that made a big difference, I want you to come to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash whatfreshhellcast and share it there. Or you could go on Instagram, snap a picture of it and uh, tag us at whatfreshhellcast on Instagram. Or guys, you could tweet at us. It's Twitter at WFH podcast. Or you could email us info at whatfreshhellpodcast.com. Or you could go to SpeakPipe on our website, whatfreshhellpodcast.com. You click on a little link and you can leave us a voice message and we could even play you on the show. Guys, clear your schedule for the next two weeks. You're going to be doing nothing (laughs) but reaching out to us on social media with your small changes that made a big difference. I feel like there's so many we didn't even get to. There's one with tissue boxes. Guys, it's going to be life-changing. If this hasn't changed your life enough, the next episode is going to be even more so. Thanks for listening to this episode, Small Change, Big Difference, and we will see you guys next week. Talk to you them. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. 
Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.